G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. God knows what you can handle. So you're going through a test right now and you're saying, I can't handle this. Yes, you can. Otherwise, God would not allow you to go through it. If God knows we can handle a certain challenge, we should take his word for it. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie urges us to trust him. And whenever the Lord allows his children to go through fiery trials, he always keeps an eye on them and a finger on the thermostat. He won't let it get too hot for you. God knows what you can handle. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. When we teach our kids to ride a bike or tie their shoelace, often they reach a point of frustration and they say, I can't. I can't. Well, we know they can. We urge them to keep at it. But when we reach a point of frustration and we say we can't, we forget the important lesson of perseverance. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to trust in God. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. We're in Pastor Greg's series called World Changes. I'd like you to turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and Genesis chapter 22. And we're going to talk about the test of a world changer. But why don't we pause for a moment of prayer. Father, I know there are people here right now that are going through a time of trial and testing and difficulty and they're wondering why this is happening. We're praying as we open your word that we will gain biblical perspective and understand There's a reason for the testings that come in our lives. So speak to us as we look at Scripture. We ask it now in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to focus in this message on Abraham for one last time. I've done three separate messages on Abraham because he so dominates Hebrews 11. And to the point, he so dominates the book of Genesis. His very name is synonymous with faith. So we're going to look at him one more time, and we're going to observe one of the greatest acts of faith in human history. And that is when God asked Abraham to take his son, his only son, his son whom he loved, and offer him as a burnt offering to me. Look at Hebrews 11, starting in verse 17. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac shall your seed be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. We'll stop there. Now let's shift for a moment over to Genesis 22. I had you turn there as well. And let's read what actually happened in the Genesis account of when Abraham offered up Isaac. Genesis 22, verse 1. 
God tested Abraham's faith and obedience and said, Abraham. Abraham replied, yes, Lord, here I am. God says, take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offerings on one of the mountains, which I will point out to you. Wow. Again, if you want to be a world changer and live by faith, know that your faith is going to be tested. But this was an epic test. Uh, this is a test that very few people would face. In fact, in many ways, you would have to say to be tested on this level was quite an honor because the Lord knew Abraham could handle it. And guess what? God knows what you can handle. God knows what you can handle. So you're going through a test right now and you're saying, I can't handle this. Yes, you can. Otherwise, God would not allow you to go through it. And whenever the Lord allows His children to go through fiery trials, He always keeps an eye on them and a finger on the thermostat. He won't let it get too hot for you. But He knew that Abraham would rally. He knew Abraham would pass this test. He knew that Abraham would take this setback and turn it into an opportunity. And listen to this. A disability can become an ability when dedicated to God. So I don't know what you're facing right now. You're facing a hardship, a tragedy, the death of a loved one. Maybe you've had to go through life with some kind of a disability. Here's the bottom line. You can't control what's gonna happen in your life. All you get to do is decide how you're gonna react to what comes your way. And world changers turn seeming setbacks into stepping stones. So coming back to Abraham. God asked him to make the greatest sacrifice imaginable. Because you see, finally his son was born. Sarah actually did bring forth that child in her old age. And he became the light of Abraham's life. Abraham doted on that boy. In fact, the very name that they gave him says it all. The name was Isaac, which means laughter. They love that young boy. So now Abraham is going to be tested again and he's going to go through one of the most difficult tests that he has ever faced and that is what is he going to do when God asked him to offer his son. Now by the way, this was one of many tests that came the way of Abraham. Number one, there was the family test when he was called to leave his land and go to a new land. We might give him a passing grade on that, a C. He did obey, but not completely. He brought along his nephew Lot, which became a problem later in life. Number two, there was a famine test. A famine came into the land, and how would Abraham react to that? Well, he went down to Egypt, as you know, lied about his wife, got rebuked by the Pharaoh. That didn't go very well, so we might say he sort of failed that test. Then there was a fellowship test where he gave Lot, his nephew, first choice over the land. He knew he had to part company with his nephew, so he said, I'll tell you what, Lot. You go to the right, I'll go to the left. You go to the left, I'll go to the right. You choose the land that you want. He put the needs of others above himself. And by the way, he passed that with flying colors. Then there was a fatherhood test when Sarah got impatient with God. And of course, we already saw what happened there with the birth of Ishmael. So that became a problem. But now we come to the ultimate test. And God says, I want you to bring your son your only son. Now let me say at the outset, it was never God's intention to have Abraham kill Isaac. 
Rather it was a test that God knew Abraham would pass. And this is why Abraham was effectively a superhero of the faith because he believed even if Isaac died that God would raise him from the dead. In other words, no matter what happened, God was in control. So the Lord says, take your son, your only son. Abraham said, son, come on. We're gonna take a little walk together. And as they make their way up to the mount, uh, it's beginning to dawn on Isaac what is about to take place. Bringing me to my fourth point, world changers give everything back to God because everything is from God. World changers give everything back to God because everything is from God. Listen, your children are a gift to you from God. You don't own them. They belong to Him. So our objective is to present our children to the Lord, to lead our children to the Lord. Everything that you have, everything you've acquired in life, every possession, that's been given to you by God. Every talent, every skill, every ability you have is a gift to you from God. And it's always a good thing to present these things back to God and say, Lord, you gave them to me and I give them back to you. Are you willing to do that? Abraham was. We all have an Isaac in life, so to speak. Something that we love so dearly. It's a good thing to present that to the Lord. Because I'll tell you what, there's no safer place than in the hands of God. This is A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, We're listening to a series called World Changes. Pastor Greg is from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. Today he's considering the faith of Abraham. So let's continue. So here they're making their way up to the mount. And we have a beautiful picture of what happened at the cross of Calvary. I think this is one of the reasons this story is in the Bible. Because it showed a father who was willing to take the greatest step of obedience to God. And it also shows a story of what happened when Jesus died on the cross for us. So father and son are making their way up. Father is willing to sacrifice his son. Son is willing to be sacrificed. And by the way, how old was Isaac when this happened? I bring this up because sometimes you've seen religious paintings and it'll show Abraham bringing Isaac and he's just a a little tyke, just a little guy obviously unable to fend for himself. Most Bible commentators believe at this particular time Isaac was around 18 to 20 years old. Some think he may have been around the age of 33. The Jewish historian Josephus thought he was 25. Whatever age it is, one thing is clear, Isaac didn't have to do this if he didn't want to. He could have said, Dad, you know what? Uh, What, you're gonna offer me on the altar? Look, you're an old dude, why don't we offer you instead? You haven't got that much longer anyway, Dad. Come on. Forget this. He didn't have to do it, but the son willingly went. And is that not a perfect picture of what happened at the cross? The father who loved his son so much offered him up. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Yet the son, knowing what was about to happen, willingly went. Jesus said, no one takes my life from me. I give it of my own accord. Exactly what happened at the cross. So here's Isaac laying on the altar now. The father raises up the knife. He's prepared to sacrifice his son. 
And suddenly we read in Genesis 22:11, at that moment the angel of the Lord shouted to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, yes, Abraham said, I'm listening, lay down the knife, which he did. And then the angel said, don't hurt the boy in any way, for now I know you truly fear God, and you've not withheld even your beloved son from me. Notice that it doesn't say it was an angel of the Lord. It says it was the angel of the Lord. And notice the angel said, you've not withheld your beloved son from me. But wait a second. Who commanded Abraham to sacrifice his son? God did. And yet this angel, in quotes, says, you've not withheld your son from me. You say, what's your point? I don't think this was an angel. I think this was Jesus stepping in and telling him to stop. It's called a Christophany. A Christophany is an appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament. Of course, you all know Christ preexisted before Bethlehem because he's part of the Godhead. He's always been, just like the Father and the Holy Spirit. So periodically he appears in the Old Testament. I think when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked to the fiery furnace and the king said there's a fourth one walking with them that looks like the Son of God. I believe that was Jesus making an appearance. And I think this is another one of those appearances. And here's why I think this is important because Jesus one day said, Abraham lived to see my day. And then they said, what, you've met Abraham? He said, before Abraham was, I am. So that means that there was a moment when Jesus met Abraham. Now there's a number of incidents in the old patriarch's life we could maybe point to, but I think this may be the very moment when Christ stepped in and told him to not sacrifice his son Isaac. But listen, when Jesus himself went to the cross, he took the knife. He took the wrath of God. There was no last minute reprieve. There was no stopping. The full impact of God's wrath came in full force upon Jesus Christ who died there in our place. He died as a substitution. He died the death that you and I should have died. So we would not have to. This is because God loves us. God was effectively saying, I would rather die than to live without you. I love you so much, I'm willing to sacrifice my own son on the cross so you can enter into a relationship with me. Let me ask this in closing. Do you have this relationship with God right now? You know, maybe you've made a mess of your life. You've done things you should never have done. You've said things you should have never said. You've made horrible mistakes and you don't see how good could ever come out of it. But listen to this. God can take your mess and turn it into a message. God can take your past. He can forgive it and transform you. Remember, as we look here in Hebrews 11 at these people, they made mistakes. They fell short. They were messed up just like you and I are. But yet they're remembered in this way because they dedicated their lives to the Lord. Have you done that yet? Do you know with complete certainty that your sin is forgiven and that Jesus Christ is living inside of you? And if not, would you like him to come into your life? This is why he died on the cross. So that barrier that separates you from God could be removed and so you could be forgiven of all of your sin and so you could go to heaven when you die. If you don't know for sure that Jesus is in your life, if you've never asked him to forgive you of your sin, 
If you want to go to heaven when you die, I'd like to give you an opportunity to do that as we pray together. Let's all bow our heads, everybody praying. Father, I pray now for everyone here and everyone that is watching and listening. Help them to see their need for Jesus and help them to come to you and believe in you. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important closing prayer. And if you've realized that you need to change your relationship with God, Pastor Greg would like to help you to do that right now. I would like to just pray a prayer, and I would ask you to pray it after me right now. Pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I also know that you are the Savior because you died on the cross for my sin, and you rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer, Lord. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer and meant it, I want you to know on the authority of Scripture, God Almighty has heard your prayer, and He will answer this prayer. You are now a newly minted child of God. So congratulations, you've made the right decision, and welcome to the family of God. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And if you just prayed today, we'd love to help you by sending you something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you get started living as a Christian. We'll send it to you free of any charge or obligation too. It'll answer some of the questions you might have and also help build a solid foundation for your faith. So contact us on 1-800-00-5011 and ask for the New Believers Growth Packet. Well, tomorrow, Pastor Greg points out the significance of a certain midnight wrestling match between one of our spiritual forefathers and a heavenly being. It's a fascinating study coming tomorrow, same time, right here on A New Beginning. copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Test of a World Changer. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.